0: Hey, hey, my friends, and welcome to episode 50 of uh, the daily run through Galatians. We are in chapter five. We've been talking about the fruit of the spirit, and we made it through um, verse 22. It only took us seven times, but hey, we're in verse 23 of uh, Galatians chapter five, but we're going to read 22 because 23 is the second half of the sentence. So he says, but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace long suffering kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self control against such there is no law so again paul is contrasting here between the works of the flesh and the fruit of the spirit and again I, I talked about talked about this at length and i i bring it up again because to me this is one of those things that i wish i wish i wish i wish i could i could get across to more christian people that my kids would grab a hold of and understand that the people i know that have been christians for a long time and struggle with so many things they have not identified this in their life to recognize the struggle between the flesh and the spirit to recognize that there's this old man the old sinful nature that still desires the old ways to to put me first, to say self, what I want, what I feel is most important. And to be able to say, wait, no, that's not what I need to be driven by. That's not what I need to be ruled by. I need to be pursuing Christ. I need to be seeking after him, walking in in fellowship with him. And when I do that, then this fruit of the spirit is evident. And so to examine my life and say, wait, Did the way that I dealt with that sales girl that, you know, that was being rude to me, did I deal with her in the flesh or in the spirit? You know, which, which one of these things showed up, you know, was it, was she seeing in me outbursts of wrath, you know, or was she seeing in me kindness? You know, in my in my dealings with my siblings or whatever, you know, is, am I, am I demonstrating love and joy and peace or is it dissensions, you know, jealousies, you know, so as we look at these, these last two here in verse 23, you know, gentleness and self-control gentleness is such as an important thing we talked about this a, a little bit in the last couple of times we talked about kindness and faithfulness i think we're gonna see some similar things here in gentleness is self-control but th- that the gentleness of, of dealing with people gently now for me i have i have um i think if you if i you were to ask me what i think my spiritual gifts are i think i'm, I'm i think i'm an exhorter i think that um that that's kind of my go-to is is exhortation which if i was going to break it down i would say like um there's proclaiming god's word there's you know like some people would say that's you know prophecy or preaching um proclaiming god's word then there's teaching which is expounding upon god's word explaining it making it clear and then there's um ex- exhortation which is the um encouragement to do, (laughs) to do what God says. And so um, what what I tend to do when I try to put together a message if I'm preaching someplace, I try to put it together in a way that shows the ridiculousness of doing it a different way, right? If God says, do this, I'm trying to show the wisdom of saying, well, look, look what God has said. So this is what we ought to do to do the opposite of what God has said is foolishness you know and so a lot of my preaching tends to go that way. Um, my youth group years ago I, I remember them um, not answering my questions. I would ask a question of you know and, and I would say, "How many of you would say this?" And I would catch like the ones that had sat through my messages they wouldn't answer because they knew I was setting them up. You know, when I would say things like, how many of you, if I offered to pay you a hundred dollars, not to read your Bible this week, how many of you would take that money? You know, and you'd see them kind of look at me sideways because they're like, I know he's setting me up. I know he's setting me up, you know? And, and of course I was, because then I would say something like, okay, well, none of you said you would take the hundred dollars, but how many of you didn't read your Bible for a week for free? You know, and anyway, I was setting them up. Um and so what what I found though is this um i don't always i don't always preach with gentleness um i've tried i try i've tried to incorporate that more more gentleness in my preaching to say like look, you know um if the Bible's the Word of God and you know it's the Word of God and you believe it's the Word of God and y you don't read it you that's stupid like I, I, yes, I know and I believe this is a message from God to me. I know it will transform my life. I know it will renew my mind. I know it contains what I need to know for life and godliness, but I'm not going to read it. When I, I would say, like, well, that's stupid. Don't you think that's stupid? I think that's stupid. And that's kind of my my the the exhortation in me to say, like, that's ridiculous. Don't be ridiculous. But the gentleness comes along to say, like, look, we've all done, t- I've been there. I've been there too. So don't beat yourself up about the dumb things you've done. Just stop doing them. And, and come to the Lord. And you don't have to, you don't have to be in that spot where you're like, like I've been neglecting the Lord. Now I can't. No, no, you can come back to him. He's, he, he's calling to you. You know, he's saying, come back, open up my word. I want to speak to you through it. Come and spend time with me, you know? And, and so sometimes I, I leave out the gentleness. But here's the thing. When you're speaking to a group of people, like when a pastor's speaking, he's speaking to a big group. And the thing that you you might not ever think about this, but as a person who does this on a sun regular basis, the listener has an opportunity to listen and to decide whether or not it applies to them, right? So if I said, you know, hey, if you, oh, you, know, you need to do this or that or whatever, you have the opportunity to sit and listen and go like, Okay, no, he's not talking to me because I do this, or I don't do this, or that doesn't apply to me, or whatever. I'm not saying it to you personally. Some people have a hard time with that. Some people don't. I mean, I've had people tell other people, Mike said this to me. And then when they told, you know, they said, oh, he's upset with you. Why? Well, he said you said this to him. and I was like, I never said that to him. And then I realized, like, oh, wait, no, I said that in a message one time. So he just took it personally, you know, it's like, well, if he applied it to himself, not my problem, but you know, then I have to say, well, did, did I say it in a way where I allowed him to apply it to himself or that I just say, you know, I look him in the eye and say, you're being an idiot. Um, because you can say to a big group, Hey, if you're doing this, that's stupid. Stop doing that. Well, if you're not doing it, then you could say, Oh, that doesn't apply to me. He's not talking to me. So anyway, all that to say, um, What I found was a lot of people, because of the way I'd preach, would not come to me individually because they were afraid, I think, that I would not show gentleness. So I've tried to do that more. I try to demonstrate more gentleness. The last one on here is self-control. And I talked a lot about this last time, about the idea of discipline, about doing the things that you know you should do, even though you don't feel like it. And, and there's an ad, aspect of self control in that. There's also an aspect of self control in that you're not ruled by your flesh. You're not flying off the handle. You're not screaming and yelling and losing your temper. You're not out of control with rage. Because there's self control evident. Now, a lot of times people bring this up, this last one up, because um, in certain charismatic circles, there's a, there's, People say, oh, the spirit came upon me and they jerk uncontrollably and they fall on the floor and they can't get up or they're they're laughing, giggling or barking like dogs or whatever. And people oftentimes will bring up this and say, like, look, this is not consistent with self-control. You know, somebody who suddenly screams out in, in tongues in the middle of a service. You know, I was at a church one time where the, the worship leader had started a song and all of a sudden somebody started screaming out. In tongues, and I thought, well, this is right really odd. Um, you know, and I think the person probably would have said, well, when the Spirit came upon me, I had to, I had to, you know, I had to speak in tongues. The Spirit came upon me, you know, and, and so there's a great deal of debate on that one, of course, because there would be those who would say, well, the Spirit of the prophets is subject to the prophets, as the Bible says, and the fruit of the, one of the fruit of the Spirit is self-control. That it doesn't, the Spirit's not forcing you to do things where you're out of control of your being. You're not possessed by the spirit and out of control. And there are, of course, those who would debate that point. But I think oftentimes what happens in the midst of that debate is the very um, practical aspects of self-control are lost. To say like, you know what, I I don't have to be ruled. I don't have to be ruled by my appetites. I don't have to be ruled by my my drives and my passions. I don't have to be ruled by those things. Because instead, I can be ruled by the Spirit of God. I can abide in Him. I can walk with Him. I can trust in Him that He is going to provide for my needs. But I don't have to be ruled by the old sinful lusts, the old pride, the old hungers that I had before. But I can be self-controlled which seems a little interesting because a lot of people would say shouldn't you be spirit controlled yeah but there's there's that aspect of being ruled by your spirit that the new the new you the new self the uh, new creation in christ because you know as it says in second corinthians if any man be in christ he's a new creation the old things are passed away and behold all things are made new and so being ruled by that new man that new creation that's the self control. And against such things, there is no law, right? Look back at God's laws. Look at all of his moral commandments. Um, none of them are ever going to go against any of these things. God bless you. I'll talk to you next time.